listening to this week's sermon from King's Community Church. For more information about our church, including meeting time and location, visit kingscommunity.ch. Good evening, church. Welcome. My name is Gabe DeGarmo. I'm the lead pastor here at King's Community Church. Uh, It's a joy to be able to celebrate Christmas with you. As Kirk said earlier, this is our first Christmas celebrating together as a church. Uh, We planted King's Community Church in January of this year. And we are excited about what God is doing. We planted the church with the mission to bring God's story to life with hopes that if we could do that, we would see lives redeemed, families transformed, communities blessed, and more churches planted. And I believe we're in the midst of participating in that. And I'm glad you're here to celebrate with us this evening as we talk about Christmas. Christmas uh, always reminds me of one special Christmas for me when I was around 10 years old. I don't remember the exact year, but I must have been around 10. Because my brother and I had both received packages several days before Christmas that seemed huge. And we didn't have a clue what they were. So we were pleading with our parents days before Christmas, please let us open these gifts. We're not going to ask about any other gifts. If these gifts are what what they probably are, we're probably going to be fully satisfied anyway and not even be able to think about any other gifts. Just let us open these ones. And our parents said, no. As a parent, I understand what they were probably doing. Sometimes as a parent, you feel like you have such little power and control. You need things like that to feel like you're doing well at parenting. They said no. But we persisted. And finally, on Christmas Eve, my brother and I broke them down. My parents said, I remember my dad saying, okay, if both of you are able to stay up until midnight, When it's officially Christmas, you can open these gifts. Only these gifts, but you have to go to bed right after that. And we were thinking to ourselves, once we open these gifts, we're going to be happy forever. We're not going to be able to sleep. But my brother and I worked together like we never had before and we never have since. And we stayed awake until midnight. We got the nod from our parents. Go ahead. And we tore into our packages and we found comforters, (laughs) blankets. They weren't even cool blankets with like favorite sports teams and action heroes. They, They were blankets that my mom was using to transition our rooms from little boy rooms to to big boy rooms. They were plaid blankets. Never before in history had kids been that disappointed at Christmas. I don't remember a single other gift we got that year. Chalk one point up for parents throughout all of history. Since I've become a parent, I've enjoyed telling that story even more because I get to be on the other end of the story. Uh, But I share that story as we come into Christmas together to shine a light on some of our attitudes at Christmas time. Uh, 
The Bible teaches us, and we believe it as Christians, as followers of Christ, that God is a loving Father who offers us a gift. And we get the idea that God offers us a gift. We make up in our minds what God must be like, what those gifts could be. And our hearts begin to get attached to those gifts from God. If he's a good father, if he's all-powerful, if he's the provider in every way, what could the gifts from God be? And when we find out that the greatest gift that God gives us is Jesus, if we're honest, many of us have the attitude of, that's it? This is the gift? Don't get me wrong, God, that's, that's good, but, but you have the capacity to give us so much more. When we get this gift from God, this man we call Jesus Christ, God himself, and we're disappointed. We want other things. We want God to please us with stuff. We say, thanks, God, but, but what about all this other stuff What about all these other desires in my heart? Didn't some of those come from you? Couldn't you just provide a a little bit more on top of that other gift? And it may be true. God may give us some of the desires of our heart. Or God may give us the grace to sustain us without other things. But God is always giving us the gift of himself. Our disappointment in the gift of God says more about us than it does God. If we're disappointed in getting Jesus as a special gift, it's more of an indictment on our ignorance than it is on God as a mediocre gift giver. It reveals that we don't know how much God does for us. We don't know how bad off we actually are. We don't understand the character of God and the tremendous love with which he loves us. Thankfully, though, we're not left to our own devices to figure that out. God has given us a story to help us understand who he is. That story is called the Bible. And I call it a story because that is a very large book that can lead to a lot of confusion. But what it is is one cohesive story about God's relentless pursuit of people. God gives us the Bible to teach us about him. Sometimes we make the mistake of thinking that the Bible is about us. And we read our opinions into the Bible. Make no mistake, the Bible is for us, but the Bible's not about us. The Bible is a book about God. It teaches us about who he is and what he does. And the Bible is a tremendous gift from God. The Bible tells us that God is eternal. He has no beginning and no end. God is the creator and sustainer of living things. He brings order from chaos. God is the author and authority of all life. He knows what's good for life and living. God tells us that in spite of our rebellion, that he is the promised savior of the world. He will liberate us from sin and pain and our ultimate enemy, death, which is eternal separation from God. God tells us that he's the one that we should turn to in all of our times of trouble. He tells us he will free us from the power of destructive habits, hurts, and hang-ups. God is holy and righteous and blameless. God is without fault or flaw. He is perfect. God is perseverant. That means he doesn't give up or relent. He chooses us and he chases us. God is also a God of preparation. He isn't moody or impulsive. He has a plan and he's carrying it out. 
These are all things that the Bible teaches us about God. And this is good news for those of us who have experienced hurt and pain. Knowing who God is and what he does is important to anyone who's felt like life is disordered or chaotic or spinning out of control. Or if you've ever felt vulnerable and desperate for help or needy and stuck. If you've ever grieved or if you've ever felt stained or cursed from things you've said and done or some of the things you've, that have been said and done to you. It is good news that God is who he says he is and does what he says he does. These good characteristics of God are just scratching the surface about who God is and how God acts. In fact, all the things that I listed about God are true of him in just the first five books of the Bible. If that doesn't mean anything to you, there's 66 books in the Bible. This is just scratching the surface of God's character. 39 books in the Old Testament, 27 books in the New Testament, all give us a wellspring of information about who God is and what God does. Some of the other attributes of God tell us that he's a good shepherd, a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, an everlasting father, the prince of peace, our rock, and our salvation. We're told that God is a protector and a provider. He's the way, the truth, and the life. In fact, he's the bread of life, sustaining our every need. God is the light of the world in the midst of darkness. God is a God of justice and mercy simultaneously. God calls himself the resurrection in the Bible and so many more names that describe who he is and what he does, and each and every one is good news for us. And when we finally get to this person of Jesus in the story of God, we're told that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. From the beginning of the Bible to the end of the Bible, we see a story that revolves around a savior king named Jesus. The reason we call ourselves King's Community Church is because the more we reflect on the character of God, the more we want to come under his care and share the good news about him with the world. It reminds us of who he is and what he's done, and we want to make sure we're sharing that with each other and with everyone we engage in the whole world. Jesus is the perfect manifestation of God's ultimate authority and his sacrificial love. Listen to this one verse about the promise of Jesus. In Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14, we're told, the Lord himself will give you a sign of salvation. See, the virgin will conceive, have a son, and name him Emmanuel, which means God with us. I think it's good for us to pause for, for just a moment and acknowledge the fact that, that people of God are not stupid. People of God know where babies come from. People have known where babies come from throughout history. So when we read the Bible and hear the story about a virgin birth, we're not foolish. We understand the fact that that is that is not just uncommon, it's extraordinary. But 
if we know the character of God and we understand how God acts, if there's one figure in all of human history that could bring that to fruition, even if it's in a mysterious way, the virgin birth, God can do it. That's well within his authority and power. And we're told that, that Jesus is the fruition of that promise. We should be captivated at Christmas by the fact that a thousand times in history, a baby has become king, but only once did a king become a baby. To prove his character and provide for our greatest need, he humbled himself to become like us in every way. The infinite God became an infant And throughout his life, from birth to the grave, from the womb to his own tomb, God identified with us in every way in life. The good, the bad, the ugly. But he did it all perfectly. He lived the life we were meant to live, obedient to God the Father. He died the rebel's death we deserved as people who have turned away from God. He is God's gift to us. Jesus is both God and the way back to God for us. That's good news. So at Christmas time, we celebrate and we give gifts. Some gifts are better than others. (laughs) And we sing songs that remind us about God's character and the way he acts. One of my favorites goes like this. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king, peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Mild he lay his glory by, born that we no more may die, born to raise us from this earth, born to give us second birth. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. What have you done with God's gift? If you've received God's gift, my hope for you is that tonight and through this Christmas season and every day of your life, you celebrate that gift, you share that gift, and like a good gift, it gets better with age. The more time you spend with that gift, the better it is. If you made it here tonight, and you've turned away from that gift, or you've turned down that gift, let this be an invitation to turn back to that gift that is Jesus. You don't have to have all the answers. You're allowed to belong before you believe here. We just encourage you to admit that that you need that gift and believe. Believe that God is king. Believe that you're a rebel. Believe that God provided a solution. Believe that that Jesus gives through his birth perfect life, his death on a criminal's cross, and through his glorious resurrection, he's giving away life to all who believe to win us back. If you do that, you receive God's great gift of salvation And you have the hope of eternity, but I encourage you to let that hope invade your life right now. 
If that's you, I, I encourage you to just begin a conversation with God right now. I'll pray for us. Heavenly Father, we look at your character as a king and we recognize your perfection and your goodness and your relentless pursuit of us and we admit that, that we are rebels. We've willfully turned away from you. We, we've seen you as the gift and thought, but what else? Lord, we ask that you would forgive us for that and we recognize that, that because of your great love, because of your mercy and grace, we can be woven back into your family like adopted sons and daughters who have found a forever home. Lord, for anyone here who's made that decision tonight, I pray that they would have courage uh, to let someone know. And Lord, I pray that we would be there to celebrate them, celebrate the good gift of salvation the best gift we've ever been given, the gift that you paid for and gave freely. We pray this all in our Savior Jesus' name. Amen.